Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will continue our preaching series through the Gospel of Mark. We're in chapter 1, looking at verses 9 through 11. These three short verses describe a remarkable event, the baptism of Jesus. Now that raises a lot of questions. John the Baptist certainly had some. Why in the world would the Son of God need to be baptized by anyone? If it seems backwards, good, it should. And then we read about the voice of God being heard from heaven, identifying Jesus as his beloved son. Well, that doesn't happen every day. I dare say nobody has ever before or ever since received such an introductory nod of approval. What must that have been like to be there and hear that proclamation? Pastor Jim will guide us through an accurate understanding of, of all that was going on here as you listen in today, and we hope every day this week, to the message entitled, The Beloved Son of God. Remember, Jesus was born fully God and fully human. He, he took on humanity. He was with the Father from eternity past. He took on humanity uh, in order to die for the sins of mankind. Those who had seen Him in those first 30 years had no problem understanding He's human. He is the man. And so uh, they had um, no problem with knowing that He is human, but now they have this visible representation of the Holy Spirit coming upon the man Jesus to demonstrate that the man was indeed God. He is indeed sent by God. He is indeed God Himself. The, the, the humanness of Jesus was constantly empowered and enabled by the, by the work of the Spirit of God. Everything Jesus did, He did by the power of the Holy Spirit. And He says as much in plain language many times. Now the second part of this is way better. Not just the visual aid of the like a dove descending on Jesus. The second part of the miracle is the voice of God the Father. You see it there? And a voice came out of the heavens. Two things pop out of heaven. The Holy Spirit descending in the manner of a dove and the voice of the Father. You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. Now, I'll give you another really quick little side trip here. Mark and Luke record what we just said from Mark chapter 1, verse 11. Matthew has it differently. Mark and Luke say, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. Matthew says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So Matthew's is in the third person. Mark and Luke use the, the second person. So this is one of those cases where unbelievers like to jump on you and say, aha, there's a contradiction in the Bible. But it's not a contradiction. 
It would be a contradiction if the message of the two passages was different, but it's not. The answer for how to harmonize these isn't difficult. It it seems that Mark and Luke probably quoted the exact words, and Matthew recorded an inspired explanation. They're both inspired. You know, if... if, um, if I was giving a lecture and you were taking notes on the, on the lecture and we compared everybody's notes afterward, would they be identical? Of course not. But unless you were falling asleep, they would, they would all say the same thing. So Matthew explained the importance of what happened. Mark and Luke quoted what was said. Now, if one of them said, you are my son, and another one said, you are all my sons, we'd have a contradiction, right? Or if one of them said, this is my son who will soon learn how to please me, we would have a genuine contradiction. Far more important is the fact that this is a great passage on the Trinity. All three members of the Trinity were present and participated in Jesus' baptism. Imagine, imagine John seeing this. I mean, did he let go of him before the Spirit? You know, was it like a taser when the Spirit came on him? who, Who knows? It's the public inauguration of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Clearly, the work of God. Jesus, the man, came up out of the water. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit, descended from heaven in visual form. The voice of the Father in heaven proclaims His pleasure and His love for the Son in the water. Now, would you like me to explain the Trinity to you? Um, Well, just read through the New Testament and submit your questions. We'll talk about it. But we know, and here is an illustration, that God is one God, one essence, who exists eternally in three distinct persons. The Father is God, the Spirit is God, the Son is God. But the Son is not the Father, the Father is not the Spirit, the Spirit is not the Son. It's a great illustration of the Trinity. And it's a great illustration of of what's horribly wrong with the people who uh, a lot of them are called Jesus-only theology uh, that, that say that, no, it's three different modes. Sometimes the Son, sometimes the Father, sometimes the Holy Spirit. That's a, that was a heresy called modalism a long time ago. Now it's called Jesus-only Pentecostalism. It is a blasphemous corruption of the very nature of the existence of God. It's not Christian. It's anti-Christian, totally non-biblical. And you don't need any more passages than this one to know that, but there are many more. But I want to get out of the thinking of way back then. I want to get out of the, the thinking of what's the theology of this and think about why is it here for us? Mark's whole purpose, this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So you and I need to understand what is the good news that is here. Well, you're not John the Baptist. You are not a special prophet of God. You're not predicted in the Old Testament. 
Um, there are not government leaders about to kill you because of your message, at least not just yet. There may be coming. But you know what? You are a messenger of God. God does desire to use you to spread the gospel just as certainly as John the Baptist spoke his message. Long before you were born, long before you heard the gospel, long before you could ever confess your sins, long before you even had a chance to commit any of them, Jesus had already lived a perfect, sinless life. And then He went to the cross to bear your sins. That fact that He participated in the baptism of John the Baptist to fulfill all righteousness means everything. You don't just have the forgiveness. You have His righteousness. I already alluded to this passage, but look at it with one more verse attached. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Now, an ambassador represents a government on some other government's soil. All right? We belong to the kingdom of His dear Son. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You wouldn't need to be reconciled unless you were alienated. And you are alienated because of your sin. So he goes on to say, He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. That's Him bearing your sins on the cross. So that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. How can that happen? Only if you're gifted that righteousness. This is a big deal. Yeah, we got here just before Christmas and Mark was already sold out of angels and shepherds and wise men and all of that. That message isn't here, but you want to really celebrate the arrival of the Savior? Then if you have contact with anyone, anyone who doesn't yet openly proclaim Jesus Christ is my Lord then the very best thing you can do for Christmas is beg them to be reconciled to God. Beg them. Why? Because it's the difference between the lake of fire and the new heaven and the new earth. This, my friends, was just the beginning unveiling. And He did it to fulfill all righteousness at that point. Oh, and we got... Fifteen more chapters to go. Are you in love with the beloved Son of God? Let's pray. Our Father, thank You for Your Son in whom You are well pleased. We, we, we try to wrap our minds around the fact that in Him You are well pleased with us. All because of Your grace and His righteousness. So have Your way with us, Father. Please, in the these special days that come around just once a year when people will openly speak of Your Son. Please, teach us to, in love, speak truth. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.